Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. I am Matt O'Hara. And I'm Garrett Price. And we are here to kick off our 2021 rookie breakdown, starting with the quarterback class, mm. here to do what we do mm. best, and that is to give you the most information on every rookie coming out that is dynasty, fantasy, football relevant. Again, we don't care about how good they're going to do for the NFL team. All we care about is how good they're going to do for your dynasty team. And listen, there's no NFL combine this year. Oh. There's no, there's not a lot of information out there, but don't worry. Don't fret. Just like we do every year, we have got you covered. We're going to sift through it, man. Sifty. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to sift through. I'm a, we're rakes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. We're going to rake through. Wow. We're going to rake that yard. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't rake my yard. Numbers. I blow my yard. Oh, all right. I'm well, a very generous uh, yard owner. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, I use that big, I use a big backpack. Oh, yeah. how does that work out? Uh, well, the yard likes it when it gets done. I'm they sure have, it does. I, after I get done blowing my yard, it just has a cigarette. And I have one of those. Hand, I have one of those handheld blowers, but my forearm starts to burn after a while. You know. Did you ever try was, uh, some uh, maybe some lubricant? <laughs> I, I guess. Probably yeah, enough, uh, enough talk about blowing. All okay. right. All yeah. right. Let's get into quarterbacks then, shall we? <laughs> let's do it. So, Matt, let's kick it off with somebody who is being considered a generational talent, uh, a once every decade kind of talent. Some may say we haven't seen a quarterback come out this good since Andrew Luck. Matt, who are we talking about? Is it Andy Dalton? It is not Andy Dalton. So we're going to go into Trevor Lawrence, obviously Ooh. a quarterback out of Clemson, six foot six, anywhere from two hundred and thirteen to two hundred and thirty <laughs> pounds is, is the weight I'm getting from him. Um, but obviously, all world type of guy. Um, we all we all know most of the thing. He was eighth last year in in the nation in passing, and that was despite the fact he I think he missed one or two games last year with an injury. He is somebody that is only lost two games in college. He's somebody who's eighty six and four since high school. He's somebody that came in as a freshman, went undefeated, and won a national, national. championship for Clemson. He's that good. When you're talking about a guy of Trevor Lawrence stature, you mentioned six foot six, two hundred thirteen to two hundred thirty pounds who moves exceptionally well. This is a guy that has very rare athletics ability for his yep. size. He has a very good arm. He has very good pocket presence. He could, he can move out. He can use his feet. He's not just a packet pocket passer, elite size, athleticism, everything you want from a quarterback, somebody who could put the ball anywhere that he needs to put it on the field. When, when he has to make the deep pass, he's going to put the ball where what he wants to put it. On the short passes, he puts the ball exactly where it needs to be. And by what I mean by that is he hits that wide receiver, so that wide receiver is never stopping in motion, and he is going. So he is somebody that's going to make everybody around him better. Yep. It's a reason to be excited about guys like DJ Shark, right? Josh Oliver as a potential uh, breakout player at tight end. And who is the other tight wide receiver they're going to bring in outside of DJ Shark? Because Trevor Lawrence is going to make everybody else around him because he's going to be consistently putting the ball in the best position for their wide receivers to have success. This is a guy who owns the pocket, feels the pocket, knows how to use it like he's an NFL caliber uh quarterback already he's somebody that has an arm to put the ball into the tight window he's doing things at a high level that there's players quarterbacks in the nfl right now today cannot do yep. there's people after his freshman year were saying if trevor lawrence came out today he would be better than half the quarterbacks in the nfl and i would say those people that said that are most likely right yeah and, and that was probably not even generous enough like he he could be better than that we're talking about a kid that was basically breaking 24-7 sports. That's the service that that ranks high school players coming into college. They're, he basically broke it. He, he His numbers were so good. They didn't even know what to do with him. He was one of the highest rated players they've ever seen. One of the things that I really love is the arm strength that he still has on the move and the ability to still be able to be very accurate. He can run all the scheduled plays, yep. but he can also run the off-scheduled plays as well, and on the move, still put it right where he wants it, deep down the field. We're talking about across-the-field throws that you shouldn't be able to do in college. That It's just not normal for a player to be able to do that. 
His skill set is phenomenal. His leadership is phenomenal. We're talking about a guy that had no off-the-field issues. Everybody's glowing. I mean, the kind of guy that you want to date your your sister. Like, there, there's really not too... I, I do have a couple, like, small nitpicky things, but that's exactly what it is. It's just being very nitpicky. You can make the argument that he he's even better of a prospect than Andrew Luck was. I would argue he's better of a prospect yeah. than Andrew Luck. And, again, you're nitpicking. You're nitpicking about a guy who's going to get better as he gets in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, you could say that some of the, the flaws was when he got pressured that was gonna be versus high-level high defenses yep. that we saw versus LSU and Ohio, Ohio State. State. He LSU. only completed 51% of his passes, right? When things got a little bit off script <laughs> for him, he felt the pressure, didn't feel the pressure, he had to get out there, he got a little confused by the defenses – then he his accuracy is a little bit off. But he will grow. That's part of the Ugh. growth of a young quarterback. He did so much to outweigh that little discrepancy that yeah. there's nothing to worry about here. I mean, obviously, you know, Clemson has a lot of success in, from just from a wide receiver standpoint. So he did have a lot of good targets to throw sure. to. But it, he still attacks all levels of the field. He's very, very athletic. And he's and he's a sneaky runner. You know what I mean? He's not just one of these guys that's... It's because he's white, isn't it, Matt? That's no, why it's sneaky. It's it, no, it's just <laughs> from a run from a quarterback yeah, perspective, you, you don't see guys that that are that are that patient and that follow blocks and yep. and almost look like a running back. I mean, he doesn't look like a running back because he's, he's six foot he's six foot six and like two hundred and thirteen pounds or two twenty or two thirty. Uh, <laughs> but but from a running standpoint, he he is a very patient runner and, yep. and uses his legs really well. Um, so I mean, it's it's not his best tool, but it it is a it's definitely a tool of his. It, like a Justin Herbert, a sneaky athletic kind of guy a guy who accumulated 943 rushing yards in college and 18 rushing touchdowns so again when you say athletic smart he brings everything to the table mm -hmm. he's not a statue he's going to get you the rushing right. yards he's going to make the right decisions he's not going to throw interceptions he's going to get 300 yards on a consistent basis this is somebody who can come in for your dynasty league and be a quarterback one from day one and be a quarterback one for the next 14 to 15 years on your league. He is the clear cut, without a doubt, hands down, 1-1 one, one in yep. super flex no leagues. Absolutely. And, and he's at to the point already, if you're doing a super flex startup, for example, you'd it'd be I'd be real curious where he's going to go, right? Like, it's almost always top eight from what I've seen. Which is fair, which is fair. And I, we, we've already talked about him and like Justin Herbert. And a lot of people are like, I'll just take Justin Herbert ahead of him because we saw what he can do. And that's fine. And I'm not arguing. I would still just take Trevor Lawrence sure. because, I, you know, I, I love what he's done from every, from literally from day one when he stepped on the field. This is, again, he's only lost four games in his entire life since high school. That's, that's how talented this guy is and how, and how good he is. And he's somebody like Justin Fields who came out of Georgia. They grew up within 20 miles apart of each other. Yep. And they were, they were both being competitive to be that number one prospect coming out for college football. Again, I love guys, you know, like guys like LeBron. Guys that who are the number one player at the From position. And then do it. And do it yeah. throughout the whole process and live up the hype. And that's the thing with Trevor Lawrence. He's done it from day one. And at no point has he let down his team. You know, yes, he lost Ohio State last year and they made the national championship, but it's football. Football is the one game where it's not basketball, LeBron James. One game's one player is not winning you that championship. They will help you get there, help you sure. get the playoffs. But Aaron Rodgers, one of the best generational quarterbacks we've ever seen, right? In the NFL. One Super one Bowl. Super Bowl. Yep. One Super Bowl. Yep. Payne Manning, one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen, won two Super Bowls. You know, it's, it's a hard thing to do. But Trevor Lawrence is somebody that you can give the football and have run your franchise for the next 10 to 15 years and be very confident that you're going to have a very good football year in and year out. Yeah, the only the only other negative that I'll add in, just because I haven't heard it said between the two of you guys yet, is he doesn't always take the best care of the football. Sometimes he does, like, just try to gunsling it through and, and doesn't always do well with that. Uh, the ball security on getting sacked, he, he fumbles fairly often. So that's really the and, – and like I said, that's being very nitpicky. Those are things that can be easily fixed at the next level. And I would rather have my quarterback for fantasy football purposes being a gunslinger, yeah, a guy that, that wants to make yeah. plays. If I get a, an extra three interceptions over the course of the season because of that or five interceptions over the course of the season, I can live with that. But if I'm, but if I'm going from – you know, trying to evaluate the whole player. That would be the other thing I would say is he doesn't always take the best care of the football. Yeah. 
and he'll learn again. He'll learn that. He'll, he's yep. going to get NFL coaching. He's going to learn. He's going to get better. He, he's going to have to learn how to play better versus the blitz. Like we said, he's going to see a little bit more pressure there. I know the Jaguars just franchised Cam Robinson, but Cam Robinson's not that great, anyways. Right. But they will build a team around yep. him. This is the franchise. And they got the picks to do it. They sure do. And he's somebody that I would consider taking, even in a one QB league draft of of this talent. I would still consider him a, a, a safe pick anywhere from 8 to 12. Like and, I would be okay with that in a one QB league because he's that good. Because you cannot put a price tag on a player like him that you could put in your lineup, set it from day one, and then, again, never touch that position again. And it offers you so much more freedom throughout your rookie drafts because you're never going to waste a pick, pick on a rookie quarterback again. You're just going to let him fall to you. When there's a good value there, which you'll you always find it, sure. a guy like Josh Allen who just falls to you in the third round, you're like, ah, I don't love everybody, I'm just going to take Josh Allen, right? And at the time of the rookie draft, people were like, oh, okay, and a 1QB. Now you're sitting here three years later, like, oh, I got Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen. Now I got the potential to make a big trade. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say pick seven on. So me and you are real close on as uh, you know value as far as a rookie pick. The one thing I'll, I'll fight uh, Garrett about was. I know he's a good guy. I don't think I want him dating my sister with that mustache. <laughs> There's just something about that mustache that it doesn't sit right. I wouldn't want him dating my sister. That's with that. true. Do you right. still have that thing? I, I don't know. Yeah, oh. during the bowl season, it was terrible. I mean, it, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I once screwed your mustache. That. You you did, but it was not terrible. It was terrible. I was, I was a fancy bitch. <laughs> All right, it's terrible. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Neck pr- next prospect. The neck press box. He's got a neck. He does. Snap your neck. You keep yelling at me like that. <laughs> It'll be, it's called deadly rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next prospect. Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU, listed as six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds. This is a guy who was second FBS in completion percentage this year. Completed two hundred and forty seven passes uh, out of three hundred and thirty six attempts for seventy three point five percent completion percentage. He was very very accurate. He was third in college football with thirty three touchdowns, and he only had three interceptions as well. So he's very accurate. Doesn't turn the football over at all. This was a guy who I went into this draft prospect with with no – I didn't watch any BYU this year, right? And I heard Zach Wilson's name, and he's right. come up. Like, Chris Sims is like, oh, he's my QB1. Okay, Chris, I know you've had some good success down the road, but still Trevor Lawrence. But after watching the tape, I came away going, Chris Sims isn't crazy. He's I not. Mean, I mean, he's maybe for putting him at one. One. Yeah. But I came away I get it. loving – Zach, well, I haven't had that much fun watching a rookie quarterback since I watched Baker Mayfield. And he reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield as well. This was a guy who is just electric. It's like every game you watch is exciting with Zach Wilson. This is a guy who is very well in the pocket. He can manipulate defenders with his eyes already. The way he gets the ball out, he'll get the ball out at any different angle. His arm angles are absolutely beautiful to watch. I mean, there was a play he made that, that I was watching versus LA Tech in the second quarter, five minutes and 17 seconds le- left. You can watch this in the Dyson Nerds film room where he does the fake handoff, looks to his right, nothing there, spins around, runs left, looking left, stops, plants, looks right right away, hits the receiver, dead throw. It was a dime to, where only the receiver could catch. Initially ruled a touchdown, but then it was reversed to being out to one, but it could have been a touchdown. And that play right there, to me, defines Zach Wilson. This is a guy who's extremely accurate on the run. Yep. Mobile. He is – Zach Wilson's made to be a quarterback in today's NFL, mm-hmm. right? I know he looks like he's only eight years old. He does. <laughs> I'll give him 12. 12. 12. I told, I showed my wife. I was like – when I was scouting, I was like, look at this guy right here. She's like, yeah? I was like, my son's 11, right? He just turned 11. I was like, if this kid – I was like, don't look at his arms. Look at his face. <laughs> I was like, if this guy came home with our son – He's like, this is my friend. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. My son's 11. Yeah. That's Zach Wilson. So, but this guy is like, you know, like Baker, he does not care. He's a gunslinger. He is a baller. It's probably one of his biggest flaws is sometimes like he won't take, sometimes quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the big things these young guys, like a guy like Zach Wilson has to learn how to do is take what's given to you, right? Sometimes it's not the big play. Zach Wilson at BYU was always looking versus the big play. And he had to, you know, BYU's competition wasn't as, you know, as daunting right. as a guy like Trevor Lawrence. So he could, he can do that. So there's some times there where he'd like, he'd overextend himself. He's trying to make that big play and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't work as much as you want to, but I love that. I love that drive. I love that willingness to go out there and make that big play and throw it into the tight window there. This was a guy 
who could put the ball. We talked about putting the ball all, all levels of the field. Yep. He can do that. His deep ball accuracy and his intermediate accuracy were all great. His deep ball accuracy was about over 50%, right around 55%. His intermediate short throws were almost at 70% as well. These are all according to PFF. So this is a guy who could put the ball anywhere on the field. His pocket presence was a beautiful thing to see. He could feel the pressure roll out, but his a guy who can move well, his first instinct was never to run, right? We're going to talk about some quarterbacks in his draft where the first read's gone, get a little pressure, their first instinct to run. Not Zach Wilson. He'll get out of the pocket, and he'll, it doesn't matter where the defender is, he can change his arm angle and get the ball and get the ball exactly where it needs to be. And he's also got a very strong arm. This is an athletic quarterback that I absolutely love. I fell in love with him. He's my... He's my quarterback, too, in this draft, hands down, in a super flex league. It's Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, no exceptions for me. This is a guy that I can see having success. No matter, again, I'm, I love quarterbacks I see. Like, we're going to talk about a guy like Mac Jones. Where is he going to land? That determines a little bit for me. doesn't matter where Zach Wilson goes to me. I think this kid will have success. Am I a little bit worried about it's that one year of success and right. that's it? Well, he had a torn labrum in 2019. And then, so who knows what his 2019 would have been if he didn't have the torn labrum. And again, he needs to calm down a little bit, not just go out there and make these big time throws and just be that gunslinger at all times. But I see a lot of Aaron Rodgers in his game. He reminds me of Baker. You'll, you'll hear some Johnny Manziel comps in there as well. But I like, for me, it's a, it, my best comparison for me personally, it's going to be Baker Mayfield, so, but a little bit more athletic Baker Mayfield. He, I, I was going to say, I think he's, Taller than Baker, and I think he's more athletic than Baker. Uh, I think that's kind of where they differentiate themselves. Um, but he definitely has all the accuracy that you need out of a quarterback. Um, and and what I liked was when there's bodies around him, he doesn't panic. You know what I mean? He 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 steps up in the pocket, he shuffles himself around, and he's looking to make plays, like you like you said. So it's and and to me, that's that's a big indicator. Like he's not just looking to take off. He's not freaking out. Some guys. They look like a deer in headlights when when they get a little bit of pressure on him, and that wasn't him. So another big reason that I liked him was was that, and you know, he, the mobility thing I I think is probably underplayed a bit. Like it's it's he can definitely pick up first downs, but I think it's more than that. I think he's going to be a guy that's a, a little bit like Aaron Rodgers when he was young. You know, he was he was making plays with his with his feet and getting you fantasy points with his feet before he kind of figured out the NFL game. So I think it's going to be a nice way for him to transition is kind of use that mobility, that extra mobility, uh, you know, compared to a guy like Baker Mayfield, who's, who's probably a, a little bit on the slower side, um, just to kind of get himself into the groove in the NFL. I think it'll be a nice transition for him. Yeah. I walked away watching Zach Wilson's tape more impressed than I thought I was going to be. And, and I, and I really enjoy Ditto there as well. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoy that because sometimes you go in with like certain preconceived notions on mm -hmm. what you think a player is going to be, but I really, really try hard to go in with a, a, a clean slate each time I go in. So that way I, I'm evaluating just the player, not, you know, all the narratives, although, you know, whatever Zach Wilson really, really impressed me. I don't know that I walked away with anything that I was like, this is an elite trait here. I don't know that I walked away with anything like that. However, Almost every single trait he has is good to way above average. And that's, that's I think, what's going to be really nice for him is there's there's no real obvious holes in his game. He does everything pretty well. Yeah. He's got he, good footwork. He's got good, I mean, he's got really good accuracy. I, yeah. I loved how he was yeah. – how he manipulated the pocket when he was – when he was feeling pressure, he manipulated the pocket really well, but was still able to keep his eyes downfield. You would see guys coming in at his knees, coming in at his legs, and he was sidestep, mm -hmm. step up in the pocket, step like he just felt all of that really, really well. So I, I did. I came away a lot more impressed uh, with Zach Wilson than I thought. Although the one thing I'm surprised, Rich, you you uh, you laid it out beautifully, but the one thing that I thought for sure I would have heard you say about him is how he brought two girls to the prom. What? Hey, he had that Bo Callahan effect, though. He wasn't his team captain, so that's, maybe that's why he's getting all the chicks to prom. Two girls to prom? Two girls to prom in high school. Yeah, well, it's probably his babysitters. <laughs> uh, but no, but I, I did. I, I do like I do like Zach Wilson, and, you know, a little bit of a spoiler, but I'm going to have a very hard time figuring out quarterbacks two through four for me. I, I said the exact same thing. When I, when I first walked in rich's house today to do this it was it was we started right on right in on <laughs> right, right in on zach wilson here as, soon as he walks in the door i'm like dude i love zach wilson <laughs> and i'm like dude i like him too i just don't know where to put him two 
three or four yet. Like I, I I'm, think, I'm really trying to figure it out. I really like him. There's a lot of it's tools. It's a great that, class. It is a great class, and there's some other other very talented guys that we're going to talk about here. But I like I like the fact that he took a big step. Like you said, he tore his labrum last year, and then he dedicated himself in the offseason. He went to that the QB3D, uh, another former uh, BYU quarterback, John Beck, puts it on. And and he was there during COVID lockdown when when people are, like, working out in their garage, like, with water jugs and stuff. He's at this, like, specialized quarterback camp, like, six days, you know, six out of seven days or something like that, like, really grinding and putting in work. And, it, and the numbers this year are vastly improved compared yeah. to the year before. And he just takes care of the ball so well. 33 touchdowns, only uh, only three interceptions. He so did, well. He took, a, he, took, he took such a giant leap that it, it's one of these things – I, I love I love the trajectory going forward. And once he gets real NFL coaching, not one sure. of these like just little quarterback camp type of things, he Sky could really he could really take off. Well, I mean, real. if I if dude, if Zach Wilson lands on the Panthers with Joe Brady and oh, Matt wow. Rule, yeah, it'd be beautiful. I mean, that is that is a dream in heaven. DJ Moore's value is skyrockets, right? So you guys say you're saying you're having some trouble here with like two to three. And it's fair because if somebody took Justin Fields ahead of him in Superflex, I'm not going, Whoa, buddy, what are you doing? But you're sitting here saying there's not there's nothing I really want to critique here flaw wise. There's things we can critique right now with Justin Fields. Do I think Justin Fields can overcome those? Yes, but I think Justin Fields needs a year or two in the NFL to, to, to overcome those. But he needs to get like Zach Wilson's already doing what I want Justin Fields to do. I guess the best way to say it. And what I love about Zach Wilson, you said there's nothing elite. What I came away big about Zach Wilson was you mentioned his his pocket presence and the way he's mm-hmm. able to manipulate the pocket pocket. He uses eyes like a like. He does. There's quarterbacks in the NFL that, that don't use your eyes as good as Zach Wilson does now, and that is a huge, uh, a huge component yep. to playing quarterback to to manipulate the defense with your eyes. And he did that consistently. Like you mentioned kept his eyes downfield, but also kept his eyes where he needed to keep his eyes as yep. well. Wasn't locked in. Well, there's another quarterback we talked about that we might be potential three. One of my biggest takeaways is, is like he needs to learn how to use his eyes significantly better. Zach Wilson already does it. It's one of my favorite things I highlighted on my notes was this kid is NFL ready the way he manipulates and owns that pocket and how he can get his mobility out of the pocket with an accuracy. And that's why I described that play versus LA Tech, right? About how he just, he rolls his eye, he rolls to his right with the fake handoff, keeps his eyes downfield, rolls around left, and he's looking left towards the sideline another way and then stops immediately playing because he knows where he's going with the football, right? right? He's a smart quarterback. So, Again, I for me personally, it's an easy one two to me. It's let me put it to this point: when it comes to quarterback tiers and superflex, I thought going in this it'd be Trevor Lawrence in tier one all by himself. I'm willing to put Zach Wilson in tier one okay. with him. It's a clear number one for Trevor Lawrence, so I guess you could say it's his own tier. <laughs> so so maybe Lawrence tier, Wilson tier, tier and then. And then feels then, his own tier two because I wouldn't take anybody ahead of him. <laughs> so you have, you have very clear breaks in your rankings. But for me this year, it's no matter what goes down, no matter how it happens in Superflex, it's, it, no matter what happens going forward, even in the NFL draft, the, the, this is a situation draft's not going to deter me. It's Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Superflex. One, two, three. I know Jamar Chase is a fantastic prospect. I know mm. Najee Harris is a great running back. But in a Superflex league, there's absolutely no chance – Anybody, if it was Adrian Peterson coming out, right? Adrian Peterson coming out. Well, it's ADP, though. He was pretty damn good. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if Adrian, I know for sure it's Adrian Peterson. I don't know but you know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's how important the super the quarterback is in super flex leagues, and that's how talented I think these guys are and what they could bring to the table. Because if any of them pan out to how I think they could pan out, you can get Christian McCaffrey for a guy like Zach Wilson, which sounds insane today. But right now, if you wanted Christian McCaffrey in a Superflex League and you're offering him Justin Herbert, who went 1-3 last year, you'd have to seriously consider that in a Superflex League. And I would take Justin Herbert over Christian McCaffrey in a Superflex League. I probably would, too, to be honest. Last thing I'll say on on Zach Wilson, because we do need to keep moving, but uh, I believe it was Bucky Brooks. And if not, I I apologize. Not that Bucky Brooks is listening, but... uh, (laughs) but. There was there was somebody that I was listening to and they were they were talking about Zach Wilson and one of the the things that they said and and I went back and watched the tape and I was like oh my gosh this is absolutely correct his hands are are that of a middle infielder in baseball he's oh, I got saw the Omar Vizquel comp yeah he has 
crazy quick hands. Just Daniel, crazy quick or, hands. Uh, Dan or, or maybe, maybe it was Dan, Daniel was. Jeremiah. I don't he was a, know. He was a point or, guard, or I believe, in basketball as well. Yeah, you could just so tell he, he has a very yeah. quick hands, very quick release, yep. knows what he's doing. Like he, All of it is just so smooth, and it, it does. It reminds you of a middle infielder in baseball, and I thought that was a really interesting way to phrase it, but when I went back and watched, I was like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I saw that in uh, Peter King's Monday morning article this okay. week. It was he he had um like a lot of like five guys like Greg Roldensall or, or Chris Sims, all them lister quarterbacks in a row, and one of them said like his hands remind me of Omar Vizquel. That's and I just saw it. I just read it Monday. Yeah, I saw it on there. So yeah, big fans. I'm glad that we're all big fans here yeah. as well. And. You, you said you're, you're having a hard time to determine where's what, and that's fair because they're all good quarterbacks. It's a but really, really good class. To me, again, I like you said, going to that that unbiased opinion. I came away beyond like if you were if we were going to take these quarterbacks going like if we took the last three years, Zach Wilson would be up there for me amongst that amongst those lists ahead of Tua easily last year, and he was our one two last year mm-hmm. pretty simply. But the difference between Tua Tagovailoa and Zach Wilson to me again night and day. So let's move on. Let's go to another quarterback here. Who do you got for us, Garrett? All right, we're going to go down to Mac Jones. Mm. Mac Jones, starting quarterback out of Alabama, six foot three, 215 pounds. Now, the interesting thing about Mac Jones is, you know, we now know that he's probably going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. But to start the season, we weren't even sure that he was going to be the starter for Alabama. To his younger brother was on the roster, we thought maybe he might. He ended up transferring uh, to Maryland. And then the number one overall uh, dual threat quarterback, Bryce Young, a five-star player, everybody's really, really high on him, also came to Alabama. So there was a lot of rumor that even though Mac Jones finished the season last year after Tua went down, that maybe he didn't do quite enough, even though he had a good year, maybe he didn't do quite enough to still be the guy. I really like to see that he beat out a five-star prospect, you know, a guy that has pedigree and, and Tua's younger brother. But there are some limitations in Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a good thrower of the football. Mm-hmm. He is very accurate. By all accounts that I've read and seen, everybody really liked him as a leader. We see, you know, Devonta Smith and and uh, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle coming out and saying that they prefer him to Tua. Which, Screw you, Tua. Yeah, Whoa. which was really Whoa, like Jaylen. a weird thing to like come out and say. But he was the one that was thrown to him most recently, so maybe there was some bias there. But yeah, Tua went to prom with two girls too. Jalen's and Avante's girlfriends. <laughs> they're just hyping their boy up so he gets drafted higher. For sure, for sure. It's def- but but still, if he sucked, that you can't say that. Right. He put up the the kind of numbers that you needed to to at least have that kind of conversation. Set the FBS record, single season record for completion percentage this year with a seventy seven point four percent. And he led the nation in passing as well, forty five hundred yards. Yeah. Yep. So I think I think he is a very solid quarterback. Most years he might be the second best or third best quarterback in this class. This year he's kind of in his own little tier, uh, you know, behind some of these bigger name guys. But I think he is very worthy of being a first round pick in the NFL draft and also in your super flex drafts. And this is one of those guys that I could easily see slipping into the second round of super flex drafts. And it's, you know, uh, Mac Jones, he's not going to get quite the rushing production, which he won't. He's not a fantastic athlete, but I think he's going to be a very smart quarterback, a good leader. We got to Jared and I got to see him at the senior bowl. He was head and shoulders above, you know, Kellen Mond and and Jamie Newman and other guys that are going to be ranked like right behind him. He was head and shoulders above all of those guys. And so I, I think he's going to be a very good, solid, serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's going to be anything special. I, I agree with that statement a hundred percent. Like I, I saying I said like, like a month ago, this is my average view. And like, this guy reminds me of Andy Dalton and that's not a bad thing. Cause Andy Dalton can be in his prime quarterback, 16 middle of the yeah. range. And that's, I look at Mac Jones that way because this is a guy who can make all the throws. Like you said, he doesn't have the cannon arm, not the deep arm, he's but not yeah. Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers, but he has an arm that's good enough to make those throws. And again, I have some concerns as well. Do I think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL? hundred percent. Yep. He could, be, think, he could be a starting NFL, well. yep. but it's like, there's some there's some some things to worry about here. One playing in Alabama with the you know the weapons that he had. He had a fantastic offensive line, yep. a dynamic running game, two of the best receivers in all of college football. Guys that two guys that will probably be top fifteen NFL draft picks. And a Heisman Trophy winner, right? A Heisman Trophy money. And this is a guy though. And again, it's like I I mentioned to Matt like I would love to see him in Bill Belichick's system, right? Like yep. he plays as a 21-year-old, 41-year-old Tom Brady, right? That makes sense. Like, <laughs> it does make sense in a way. Um, you you said Andy Dalton earlier, 
And I almost see him as a Philip Rivers type of guy because he's not athletic. He can't move all that well, but and he and he and he can't get the ball downfield all the way. But he distributes the ball quickly. He gets it out to the guys that make plays, and and he has a certain savviness to him. You know what I mean? He can sure. shuffle himself through a crowd and, and and dish off a nice little screen pass, or he just kind of knows he's where rocking he, that dad bod too. He is he's rocking the dad bod. We all know <laughs> Philip Rivers has got like a hundred kids, so he definitely has a dad bod underneath all those pads. Um, <laughs> But but that that's just kind of when I'm looking at him. I know he doesn't have the goofy sidearm, um, you know, delivery delivery that Philip Rivers does. But that but that's who he reminded me most of um, when I was watching tape. I know you said Andy Dalton, but I I, you know, I could see that Philip Philip Rivers is probably a little bit high, a little bit high on on the scale for, for fantasy for a guy. Uh, that's for, that's exactly who I comped him to too. Is it Philip Rivers? Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I saw Kirk Cousins, but I think fantasy production Kirk wise, got a way better arm. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think he does have a stronger arm, but I, I think you're going to get a similar like athlete. Uh, you know, I think you're going to get similar fantasy production over the course of his career as Andy Dalton's, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones. Uh, you know, like those kind of guys. That's that's the range he's probably going to. You're play. hoping he's quarterback like 16 yeah. in, in a super flex league. Like, that's what he gets you, and that's what that what that's what makes him a first round pick. That potential alone, and I do want to see him because there, there's times that it's like. When I watched Mac Jones, it's like, okay, he's just running. The, like, that's why I said Bill Belichick. He's just run that system, which is no fault to his own. You know what I mean? But, like, I, I want to see, like, how football, like, savvy he is. Because it seems like he's like a machine in there. Just run that system. He does look really good in that pocket right there, the way he can move. and mm-hmm. be, You know, the, the rhythm he has in that pocket is really nice. And he put, he's very accurate. The football puts it on there. Leads his runner. After a lot, when they did, they ran a lot of that Alabama, which you should when you have Jalen Waddle and Devonta right. Smith. A lot of those well, dump off lateral things lateral that are pass. going lateral. Well, but that's why I liked what I saw at the Senior Bowl because those guys have like a week and a half, two weeks to like learn an offense, and he was running it so much better than everybody else. So that that tells me that more than likely he's a quick learner. He can pick things up quickly because I mean he's he was making checks at the line. He was I mean he was doing all kinds of stuff. You could tell he grasped it. Mm-hmm. And and he did well with it. And you, so and you could tell that. And what helps me with that too is like, because he threw his receivers open, right? Like that's that's a sign of a good quarterback. Like mm-hmm. he he doesn't put his receivers always in bad spot. He's throwing them and making them open, which is nice. And again, it's 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 hard sometimes for me to differentiate the talent that he has, or it's like from the system. Right, yeah, like who like you know who would I mean, what's his name Johnson out of Oklahoma, right? Or um, Ken Dorsey in in Miami, you know, guys like that right. that, that, that that did the same thing. They looked very efficient. Doing that offense that had studs around him back in the day. Well, Johnson had the t- two bad knees to even get drafted, I don't think, out of Oklahoma. Or it was Oklahoma, right? Heisman winner? Johnson. Um, are you thinking of White? Are you thinking white, of yeah. uh, Maybe I am thinking of White. You were but, thinking of White, yep. Yeah. Um, so, But there's some things there. I mean, his release isn't overly fast. No. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of velocity on his throws. And no. it's weird. It's like when I'm watching, when, the one thing I kept telling myself when I was watching him was like, I wonder why Mac Jones doesn't open his stance a little bit more. So, like, Get a little bit more power in action. Like, Uncork it. Like, I literally, I went through a game, and I, I like after I watched a couple games, like, I'm going to watch this whole game. I'm just going to watch his feet the entire time, this game, and see what he does. It's like, and his feet are just, they were so... So narrow. He's got a narrow base. Then. Yeah, yeah. His base was narrow, like, the whole time. I was like, but if you, like, open it up a little bit and, like, get get those hips, maybe get a little bit more drive, because he didn't have a lot of velocity down mm-hmm. there. Um, and he did... He, like, but he had he, good touch on his passes. He would, always went where he wanted. He would lock into that that first play uh, right away. He lock into his receiver. Um, his mobility, like you said, is pretty it's non-existent. It's very it's, it's very limited. limited. Yeah, he's not. A, he, uh, I saw a couple scrambles, a couple, but but yeah, it's it's not great. Yeah. He reminds me of Philip Rivers. <laughs> Enough said. It's it's fair. Enough it's fair. said. And, and like again, he doesn't have that that deep. Like you said, what reminds you the Philip Rivers. He doesn't have that. Big arm, right? He does like, not have a big arm. Yep. All his bars, all his balls that went down like deep, you could tell that those could be underthrown, and it helps with, like that. The big arm, not a velocity, so I can live with that if you're going to have like a like a Ryan Tannehill offense, right? Like keep it short, simple, and that could be successful in the NFL. We've sure. saw it, we've seen it over the last couple of years. He could be a top ten quarterback in that way, but I'm real interested in where he's going to go. Like you, you heard, like oh maybe he goes to Pittsburgh. Like, now, obviously, they got a new offensive coordinator, but I don't sure. like him in a Pittsburgh offense they've been running. I th- We're going to air the ball out. Like, I don't like that. I like him in a Bill Belichick offense. It makes a lot of sense. A, a, a Kevin Stefanski offense, right? Yeah, he would be, pe- be a good Brown. RPO, something that threatens, you, sweet, something, something that threatens you close to the line of scrimmage and all the way out to the perimeters. Another team that's going to be drafting in a similar range that I could mm-hmm. see taking him would be the Washington Redskins. They just got rid of Alex Smith. Football they, team. Oh, I, that's right. Man. 
Washington, Washington football, football team. team. Go ahead. Dang it, I hate it when I do that. I still do that with the Chargers, too. Me, too. But, uh, yeah, the Washington football team, I, I could see him landing there. Uh, but that's also a, a prime trade-up guy that could be taken in the 20s or something like that that slips a little bit, but a team really could use a quarterback of the future. Maybe this is a guy that they can build around. They get that extra year with the, the fifth-year thing and all sure. that. So, uh, definitely, I, I would be surprised at this point if he was not a first-round pick. He should be a first round pick in Superflex leagues. I just hope I'm not the one taking him. Is that yeah. does that make sense? Like yeah. I don't like I don't want him, but I would take him just out of the value alone because if you're he, sitting at 112 and and, and, and it's tough because when you're in that position like the 112, it's like you're a championship caliber team, so you're looking at something to help you keep win those championships. And there's gonna be some pretty talented receivers and tight ends there. Yep. But the mistake I think here would be to not take him and have that in case he pans out to flip him for somebody more valuable if he takes any kind of step whatsoever. And again, you taking a quarterback, you always remember too, it, it depletes that pool. Like if you have four starting quarterbacks, there's only 32 of them right. out of your 12-man league, there's going to be supply and demand demands there. And that's assuming there's 32 quarterbacks. There's plenty of years where there's really only like 23 quarterbacks, and the other ones are just like, who's the starter this week? <laughs> but some of that's and some of that's dying out a little bit because we're seeing some of these old guys disappear. Like Ben Ben's on his way out. Sure. Drew Brees is likely retiring. Tom Brady's going to play for infinity. But you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Philip Forever. But Philip Rivers just retired. So now even some of those old quarterbacks have now just finally like dropped off. So right. The, the Superflex League dynamic has changed a little bit because we're getting a good influx of talent, and we're getting another one here as well. You know, we just added Joe Burrow to a Tugabailola, who his, he's down a little bit, but it's only on one year. I'm, I'm still and interested Justin in Herbert. Tua. People, people I like buried so him. I know. He is he is oh, not dead yet. Come it's on, It's one year in a yeah. COVID a pandemic league. You should and, not be bad. And, and, and the Dolphins have so many And it traffics. was back and forth between him and, and Ryan, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Parker was injured. Williams was injured. Gusecki, all that. He was injured most of his offseason. Exactly. Yeah, coming it, so. coming off that that hip injury. So, Mac that's, Jones. That's enough. That's enough to a talk. But yeah. so Mac Jones, Alabama, first round super flex league, right around there. I guess it boiled down to like your quarterback situation. But sometimes the value is just, just there, and it. you got to take player it. Available. That's the problem too. A tight end premium league. Like where does Brevin Jordan? You know, where does um, Pat Fryermuth go to yep. as well? So it's Could like really looking at two different leagues here. But overall. A starter in the NFL, a solid quarterback, somebody with the right pieces around him, just like Alabama, could win you a Super Bowl. Yep. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, all of these guys would be guys that would be great, and I mean great additions, Great. on predictionstrike.com. Give me about Take that free $10 with the promo code uh, Dynasty and give me Zach Wilson. I was going to say, right now, Zach Wilson would probably be the first guy you'd be buying, right, Rich? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Scott, I mean, he's a much cheaper stock at this point than a, than a Trevor Lawrence, I would imagine, right? Who's a big name guy. I would guy think so, but the hype for Wilson is... It is starting to creep. So yeah. it's growing. It's yep. growing. Uh, maybe maybe a guy we'll talk in the next episode, Justin Fields, might be a better one because his value to most people has kind of gone the other direction. Or Trey Lance that nobody knows about. No one even knows his name. No yeah. one even knows how big he is. Literally three three months ago, I thought he was like this undersized Kyler Murray guy. And I was like, how did I not realize all this time that he's six foot four and like... 240 yeah, pounds. He's a big dude. Yeah. So, yeah, shows what I know. But at predictionstrike.com, that's what you get the opportunity to do. You get an opportunity to get in there. You get to look at some of these quarterbacks, some of these running backs, some of these wide receivers. Heck, you might not even want to worry about football. You might know another sport better. That's fine. Doesn't matter. But you get to go in here and you get to move these guys, trade these guys, acquire these guys just like it is a stock market. So if you sign up with the promo code DYNASTY, you get 10 free dollars, 10 free dollars uh, with your first deposit of $20 or more. And my favorite part, I say it every time, but there's an app. There's an app. I do everything from my phone. There's an app. I love it. Sign up with the promo code Dynasty to receive that 10 free dollars with your first deposit of $20 or more. You got all this great Dynasty knowledge in your head. Put it to use and make some bucks. Quit messing around strike. with Bitcoin. No one knows what makes that go up. You know what makes these players' That's stock true. go up and down. You, you know can't when mess to buy. You know when to sell in these. Go to predictionstrike.com. You can mess with Top Shot, too. Top Shot's pretty cool. Yeah, buy Zach Wilson. <laughs> on Top Shot. <laughs> on Top Shot? <laughs> All right. Yeah, sure. It'll work. Before we go on, let's talk about something else I love so much, and that's our friends at Manscaped. The NFL draft season is upon us, and it's possible that you might have Trevor Lawrence's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped 
the leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you like to gamble on football. For all my draft geeks out there, all my dynasty nerds, we have an exclusive 20% off promo with that code nerds at manscaped.com. Now, this is a tool that I use all the time. I know you guys got the Manscaped product as well, and my wife totally appreciates it. Look, fellas, 79% of their partners polled admitted that they don't like guys that have long nose hair, right? Get out there. They have products for you that. They have the Weed Whacker 3.0, the help of the nose hair. They have so many tools that are so great for your manhood right absolutely man i don't i don't have a trevor lawrence i don't i don't have any of these nose hairs i'm just trying to picture it right and now and, and it's, it's really all, messing with me it's all because <laughs> of the manscape products um i love them and i use them yeah right. it's, it's such a great product it, it, you use it it's waterproof and for a limited time right now subscribers get not one but two free gifts the shed the travel bag which is 39 dollars value and the padded in high performance anti-chafing manscape boxer briefs get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code nerds at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code nerds at manscaped.com. Again, this is a great tool. You got to buy inside that bush. Summer, summertime's coming up. We've Absolutely. all been left in our houses for a year. You got to get out there. You're going to make some new friends. And when you do, you don't want to be looking like a Sasquatch like this guy over here, right? You don't want to be busting out that Speedo with the beardo. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Freaky deaky out there. <laughs> Find side of that bush, my friends. Take care of that garden. Matt, you say it all the time. Why have a beautiful tree with all not, these weeds going around? We're not going to weed whack around it. No, no, no. Yeah. Manscaped. Promo code NERDS. 20% off and free shipping, and you get some gifts. Check out their products. I love it. You love it. Absolutely. Try it today. Yep. All right, so moving on, our next our next subject is Kellen Mond, Texas A&M. He's not a subject, Matt. He's a quarterback. Next quarterback that we're going to talk about here is Kellen Mond, Texas A&M. Um, six foot two and a half, 205 pounds. Um, he actually was at the senior bowl. So we got some hand sizes for you guys. Nine and a quarter arms, hey. 33. He's got a wingspan of 80 and an eighth. Ooh, so that's okay. pretty decent, man. Um, uh, only 21 years old. Uh, in last year at Texas A&M, he played 10 games. He had 19 touchdowns to three interceptions and 2,282 yards. Um, they basically ran a shotgun RPO type of offense. And uh, it's a guy, I mean, I like, I, I, I really knew not much about him going into the whole, the whole um, process here, but I was, I was shocked and surprised by how, how well he threw the football. So um, this was a guy that he, he's fairly accurate um, in the short to immediate intermediate game. Um, he will occasionally throw behind his targets. Um, so he does have some things to clean up there from an accuracy standpoint. Uh, but he does have a nice compact release uh, that he gets rid of the ball pretty quickly. Uh, and uh, he does, you know, from a decision-making standpoint, he, he's pretty solid there as well. He does make some pretty good decisions. Uh, there's an errant throw here and there uh, when he's trying to uh, – when he's got people around him. But beyond that, uh, this is a guy that I, I, you know, I've watched a few games on, but I'm, I'm intrigued enough – that I want to watch a few more. This was he was he was a happy surprise, I guess. We'll put it that way. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Jalen Hurts a little bit. Um, I can see that. You know, he reminds me of Jalen Hurts. He reminds me of another quarterback in this class, Jamie Newman, uh, as well. There's very similar. Just he has all the, the. He started four years, so this guy who started as a freshman in the SEC, and yep. he was terrible as a freshman. He had a 51 percent completion percentage, but he does leave Texas A&M as their one of their best quarterbacks of all time. I mean, he had 9,661 passing yards, 71 touchdowns. Uh, 1,608 rushing yards and 22 touchdowns on the ground as well. And he leads, he holds all-time records at Texas A&M for total offense, passing yards, passing touchdowns, completions, and attempts, and like you said, in the SEC. So there's a quarter, you know, there's accomplishments there. You mentioned he's a dual-threat quarterback, and he does remind me a little bit of like a Jalen Hurts kind of-esque running back. And who's a hot name in dynasty football right now in Superflex Leagues? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Everybody yeah, loves him. Everybody wants to have him. So he can come in and run that RPO kind of offense. And he's a four-year. Let me talk about some things I like about him. You know, somebody who took a big step forward in 2020. You know, last year, this was a guy who threw uh, an interception. He had a two-to-one touchdown interception rate. This year it comes in six-to-one. So he's a little bit better with the ball. Um, somebody who is even mobile, he'll stand in the pocket, right? And he... He has he has a good enough arm where he can make all a pass. He could he could throw all three levels of the football field, and he's got a very nice 
vertical ball. Like he throws the ball. He has some nice touch when he throws the when he throws the ball downfield. So he's he's this big guy who can get the ball downfield. I actually like the way he throws the ball deep a little bit better than Jalen Hurts. Actually, if I had to take I somebody's agree. arm. That way, I would take him over Jalen Hurts from that aspect. Of I, him. I totally agree with you there because Jalen Hurts. That was the thing I, I watched last year, and I didn't. I didn't like his accuracy. I didn't like the the football that he threw, and I, I wasn't sure what to expect from Kellen Mond. But I definitely think he's a more advanced passer um, going into the NFL than than Jalen Hurts was. There's some of the things I, that worried me. I mean, I, I got some Drew Locke college tape feels from him, right? Like. Everything's fine when it's working there, but once that pressure, pressure comes, it's like everything fall like would fall ap- apart around him. Sometimes he get a little antsy. He w- he wouldn't know where to put his feet. His footwork were all over the place. He didn't know where to throw the football. He's making bad decisions, throwing them, struggling, um, very inaccurate at times. So there's times there. It's like for a four year starter in an SEC school, like you would hope he'd come. Like that's something I'd want to see out of a guy a like less Jamie. Polished. That's something I'd like to see out of Jamie Newman, who started one year, right? Like sure. for a guy that's done this for four years at Texas A&M, it's like I wish I wish he was a little bit more polished. So it's like, yes, you can go to the NFL, yes, he'd be coached up a little bit, but like, what is his ceiling, right? Like he has that potential. Like I could see where, again, the he could be a starter. He's got court- tools. He's got tools, right? He's got the tools to be a starter. He has to make some improvements yeah. in some areas. I mean, we sure. we are dynasty fans, football guys, right? Like. Right. The, the quarterback's always going to be the hardest for us to talk because for there's sure. NFL GMs that get it paid millions upon millions of dollars that can't get this right. So like, and we don't, we're not privy to the things that are going on between the years. Like that's the biggest, yeah. the biggest thing out of all of this for quarterbacks is how well they can process information, how intelligent they are, how well they handle pressure, like all of that stuff that's between the ears. And we just, we just don't know. It's, it's a hard thing to figure out the quarterback. It mm-hmm. really, it's the hardest thing to get there. So I, I'm nobody coming here and saying, like, well, Kellen Mond's not going to be good in the NFL. I can see the potential. Let me put it that way. I can see There's the potential. But I look at I look at him more as, like, an exciting backup. And, and if he is, it's, like, more of a short-lived, like, Colin Kaepernick-esque kind of player. You know what I mean? Like, same thing. Like, a nice arm, not super accurate at times here. Mobile. Same thing's why I don't love Jalen Hurts. You know what I mean? But Jalen Hurts was a proven winner at that level. And for me, Kellen Mond's a nice quarterback, but it's not somebody I could really get behind, I guess, necessarily. I guess in the super flex league, I'm taking him in this mid to late second round, I guess on probably, upside right around. Probably. There. Yeah. Probably late second round. And I actually, I came away impressed with Kellen Mond more than I thought because he, he had a lot of hype after his freshman year being a, you know, true freshman quarterback actually competing in the sec. And he didn't do anything amazing, but he, you know, there, there was hype there. And he didn't really live up to the hype, but he did get better as each year went. And we see this every three to four seasons in the NFL where there's a guy in the third round, the fourth round, that maybe is missing something. Like, there's a reason that they're not a first-round quarterback because they're just a hair off on this, or they're not big enough, or they don't have the strong enough arm. Like, there's always something but they have enough tools where they still make it happen. Kirk Cousins was one of those guys. Like uh, Nick Foles type Nick of guy. Nick Foles. Can... I mean, even Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott were also both third-round quarterbacks. So I'm not saying he's becoming one of these players, but this is a guy that I do think has enough athletic ability, has a strong enough arm, has enough accuracy, has enough experience that could he end up being one of those guys that makes it very rarely out of the third round, fourth round, I think he could be one of those guys. I'm not calling it. I'm not predicting it. Mm-hmm. But if there was somebody in this year's class to do it outside of the first round, he would be the guy that would make sense to me. I just don't know. Like, for me, when I watch him, like, I just don't know if he's, like, one of those players that's, like, very, like, you know, how, what's the width of a football field? 50 yards? 52, 52 54, and a half, something like something that. Like, that, like yeah. I, li- I like Helen Mond within 20 yards of the field. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I like him. Like I said, the pressure comes on him. Things are a little wonky. He's got to go outside the numbers there. Like that's where things start to get real ugly for Kellen Mond. And it's like you, in today's NFL, you have to, you have to have success there, right? You have to be not only to be successful in the NFL, but to have any fantasy football relevance, you have to be successful there. So this is a guy that you're going to be patient with. You're going to need time with. And that's what worries about me and him. Like this draft class is so deep. I say, Oh, mid second round, for me, honestly, it's probably 
back end of the second round. Because That's probably where I would take him to back end. And even most drafts, you'll probably get him in the beginning of the third. The beginning of the third. Because yeah. you got to be patient with him. And he does have the upside here. But he again, he falls in that. If you had to, if I had to bust out the crystal balls right now and predict it, like will Kellen Mond be a fantasy football relevant quarterback? Odds are, odds again, and it's the best sure. thing to go off. Odds are, the answer is no. Well, outside of any first round quarterback, the odds are stacked against him, right? You know, and I don't think he's going in the first round. But if he does, if he does find his way onto the field, he does have that extra added element of getting you rushing, uh, get, getting you rushing uh, yards as well. Because yeah. he's, I mean, he's. In 2018 and 2019, he got around 500 yards, and that's in a college season. So, I mean, if if you extrapolate that and get it get it to a full 16 games, you're you're talking six 700 yards of rushing, mm-hmm. on top of whatever he's going to get uh, for you passing. So, if he does find his way onto the field, he he could very well be a pretty decent fantasy asset from that respect. I mean, although it you know it could be one of these shortened things like you were saying, it's Colin Kaepernick. You get you get a couple of years where he's starting, and you cash out. But it, he might be a nice little lottery ticket there. Yeah, he somehow would definitely look to cash out if he got like mm-hmm. a, a short-lived – the hype grew up there. Because, again, I mean, the difference between him and Jamie Newman for me, for example, isn't drastic in my eyes. See, I don't like Jamie Newman at all. I don't like well, – I'm, I'm like out, out on Jamie. Out, out on Jamie. Yeah. It just – they remind me of each other. Sure, I can bit, see You know what I mean? Like they, they, the, the way they play, it's, again, he just did it for that one year. Kelamon did it for four. So he's got – and that means a lot, too, that you have that experience coming in. But – it's not something I'm overly excited about. And I say that, and the reason I'm kind of hyped on it is like, there's been a lot, like his name's come up a lot lately over the last couple of weeks. Like Kellen Mond, he's rising up draft boards, you know, and like Chris yeah. Sims comes out and says, Adam has QB4. QB4, and he's like, oh, personnel executives are texting me saying, oh, why'd you bring mention his name? The secret's out now. It's like, what secret? Like, there's no, like, you're not, if you're drafting Kellen Mond to be your quarterback and that's a guy you're drafting, like your franchise is a little bit of trouble in my eyes, in sure. my eyes. Like, I would like to have him on my team, and I would like to like I would like to groom him, but he's a, like he's a four year project for me behind the scenes, and then when my quarterback's ready to move on, then I see what I have. You know what I mean? True. Uh, let's move on. Another guy we have here is Davis Mills out of Stanford, six foot four, two hundred twenty five pounds. Mills was actually the top rated quarterback in the country in two thousand seventeen. He came out of a Greater Atlanta Christian High School. This is a guy who, again, was a big-time recruit that just never really lived up to his potential. You know, he's got the size. He's got the look of the NFL quarterback. And he's just somebody that just – He's a typical pocket passer type of guy. Um, Didn't throw a lot of touchdowns. Didn't have a lot of – only had 11 – like, goes into Stanford, never really took over there. Only has 11 starts. Like, oh, okay, buddy. I – Honestly, I feel like this is one of those guys. I don't know if he had another year of eligible. I guess he did because he it was COVID. Could have, yeah, he could have probably gone back and and seasoned himself a little bit more. I, I, I wish like. he would have. Yeah. yeah, and I am I'm a Davis Mills fan. I like I actually have him on like some of my Devi squads, mm-hmm. partly just because of you know he was the number one guy coming right. out. You know it was a good stash, and and I did watch him play a little bit. Part of the reason he didn't get to play as much was because of uh, KJ Costello, who ended up transferring this year to Mississippi State, but. That was also part of the reason Costello ended up moving on because I think he was losing his job uh, to to Mills. I this he has is a nice def- arm. He has a very nice arm. Mm-hmm. Really nice touch on his passes. Like a lot of his passes, right on the spot. He's not rocketing in there like you know super like just really nice touch on his clean passes. Spiral. Very clean. clean. Very clean. Like there's a lot when we talk about like these toolsy like late round like. I would be shocked if he goes before the fifth round mm-hmm. in, in the NFL draft. Like, if you see Davis Mills, like, stand there and throw a football, you're like, ooh, that guy's got some guy talent. Yeah, look at yeah. that. So, if I'm throwing a dart, though, because that's the point that we're at in here, sure. is, is the dart throw. This is a dart I want to have. Is it likely going to hit? Probably not. But I think that there's a higher likelihood that a guy from Stanford runs that pro-style offense, mm-hmm. which pro-style is not even necessarily – what a the thing, pros run a, anymore. A, a thing anymore. Right, right. Yeah. But, but, you know, he runs that pro style. He's got all the physical attributes. He's got the arm. And actually watching the play, he he actually ran some option plays. He was a little more athletic than I thought he would be. Uh, I didn't it, think it was athletic. I, thought, I saw him talking. I was like, oh. I'm not I'm not saying he's he's Jalen Hurts or he's anything like that. He's not a threat to run the ball. No, Let's but, just put it out there. Let's not make yeah, it no, sound No, no, like he's not going to get rushing yards. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. again, if he's standing there and throw the football, you're like, this is nice. But then when you put him behind center and you're like, run this offense, you're like, He's like, okay, he's a, he's a, he's standing there. 
He's almost just still standing there. I mean, yeah, he could run some arm. Okay. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he's a I think he's a little bit better athlete. Dude, he than he's lo- been he locks in on his receiver. He's not really that accurate either. Like he doesn't really put the ball where it like should be at a, at a high level. I don't know, man. It's just I, I thought he was pretty accurate, but yeah, I don't think he had like the craziest strong arm or anything. I that's the thing. He doesn't have a str- really like a cannon no, or anything. I no, feel like he he's got a, a pretty good arm. It's it's actually interesting because he it almost like he shifts his weight to his front foot too early. Like I was watching him, like his footwork is kind of funny. I thought his footwork. I thought he got like flat footed at times. Yeah, it, uh, and and it's it kind of weird. Yeah, Jared, I, you're gonna have to go back and look at it later and tell me what you think. All right. And I and I literally wrote that I was like, he looks okay in his drops. It, There's something funky going on with it. It it, it is kind of weird. So like I said. Do I think he's going to hit? I'm not necessarily calling that, but this is like the fourth round, fifth round of a yeah. super flex startup that a dart that I want. And, and the pedigrees there. So like yep. again, when you're talking about taking darts, like he's got he's these are going like you said you said the best. These are kind of players you take darts on in a super flex league in the fourth round because of pedigree alone. Yep. And maybe and maybe he just needs a new fresh set of coaching eyes on him yep. to hey dude you need to you need to tweak this and this in your drops and then all of a sudden. Maybe he's got a little bit more zip on his passes. Maybe maybe he, some of his accuracy issues aren't there because he's not sitting flat-footed when he's trying to throw on, on certain passes. And, so and, it, it, and it sucks that he was in the uh, in the pack, too, this year because <laughs> nobody got a season. Like the, right. I think the the team that got the most games was like six or five out of the pack. Like They no, got five, yeah. Yeah, like nobody got to play any games yeah. out there. So, like, that was a kind of a tough break for him. Yeah. I, you're right. It's a good gamble in a super flex league, and right that's all it fourth is. Round yeah. and just to see, and we're gonna know more about him where he lands. Like I would like to talk about him more, like when he gets drafted and who drafts him, right? Like obviously, if he goes to the L.A. Chargers, like okay, never mind. You know what I mean? Like right. never see ya. Or, see ya never because you're or, gonna be back up or, the next or Jacksonville. The Jacksonville pulls the uh, yeah. The same situation where it happened. A Minnesota. Or, 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 uh, or, the, yeah, well, Minnesota or uh, not Minnesota. They did Washington, RG, they get Washington. RG3 yeah. and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like they take Trevor Lawrence and then in the fifth round, they take Davis. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, still, see ya. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> you know I mean, so yep. he, he's got a couple of things working against him. He has to land in a spot that's going to at least have that opportunity, yep. right? Yep. To stay on my board personally. For so, sure. For sure. All right. Who's the last guy we're talking about for this episode? Before we get into the nerd episode, we were talking about the other remaining quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on this guy. Not but we, at all. We we do need to mention Felipe Frank, six foot six, two twenty eight, and uh, he played at both Florida and Arkansas. And this is a guy that when he gets off the bus, you're like, man, Ooh, that's the quarterback. I remember, nice. I remember Jared and I at the Senior Bowl, like he looks good, and by looks good, we literally just meant like how he looks like he looks like a quarterback, but as soon as he started throwing the ball, I mean, he's airmailing guys. Yeah. It's it, there's, there's some accuracy issues. Uh, he played at Florida. He had okay success at times, but really what it came to is Kyle Trask was a significantly better quarterback and he didn't have a choice, but to transfer and he ended up going to, to Arkansas and was just, it an injury or something though, that opened the door for Trask. Yeah, right? It was like a, an ankle injury or something like that. Exactly. And, and Trask just, Played a lot better than yeah, him after that. Yep. And he, he just wasn't getting the job back. Mm-hmm. So uh kind of forced his his hand to move. But even people at Florida were like, Thank you. Thank you for transfer. <laughs> like I, I don't think anybody like there was hype around him as a younger player, and he had an, a good sophomore season, but there there's just there's just not enough there, man. I watched very limited and I feel like all his passing yards just came on screens. Yeah. I was like, oh, there you go. All the stats, I'm like, I'm just adding up. Like, oh, there's five yards. There's seven yards. I, I felt like yards. he held the ball too long as well and and, and didn't make the best decisions. Not mobile. Yeah, against not. pressure. Right, yeah. There's just, it's it's a, he can throw it really far. It's not going to get to his guy probably. But there's a pass really coming. He's not seeing it coming. He doesn't feel the pressure. I mean, just like a lot of things that like quarterbacks need to be able to do, especially at the NFL level, he's just, he's just not there yet. Yep. Uh, or he's. Typical Literally, th- but he looks good. Yeah. Typical things you hate to see, like staring down your receiver, yeah. not throwing your receiver open. It just, uh. I, 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 I wrote a note that I felt like he, he would be lucky to be a number three quarterback in the NFL. Yep. So, I mean, from a fantasy, lucky from, from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. We're not, we're not that, we're not in on this guy. Yep. Yeah. So that's it. All right. Well, that's it. That's our first <sighs> episode of rookie breakdowns Ooh. with the quarterbacks. And of course, now we're about to break down some more quarterbacks. We're about, about to talk about Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Ooh. Kyle Trask. There's more quarterbacks we talk about on the Nerd Herd episode. If you're not a member of the Nerd Herd, 
this is the perfect time to join. We just added the draft board to the Dynasty GM, so you can see all your rookie draft picks in one spot. The Dynasty yep. GM is a tool that's going to help you navigate your your entire Dynasty Leagues. It's yep. the best tool in the business, in my opinion. But then, of course, you get the film room. People are like, okay, guys, where are you watching all this tape? You're talking about these players. Where are you watching this tape? The Dynasty Nerds film room, of course. That's where we watch all our tape. You get access to that to be a nerd herd. And, of course, maybe you don't, maybe you don't want to commit long-term try it out for say two months as we go through these rookies make sure you don't miss a single episode of us breaking down all these rookies because then when we break them down there's gonna be the draft and then we have to rank them yep we got to talk is, about them all over again and of course you get rankings at dynastynerds.com the dynasty nerds film room the dynasty nerds nerd score the dynasty gm tool which is an amazing tool and that is absolutely free to try by the way if you want to try the dynasty gm just get to dynastynerds.com click on the dynasty gm hit that Free trial. You get to try for three free for three days. No, no gimmicks. You no say questions. That, you say that three times fast. Oh, I, sure, I can barely <laughs> say, I can really speak English normally. What are you talking about? So get to dinosaurs.com. Check it out. We, this is the perfect tot season time of the year to become a nerd herd member today for the price of a cup of coffee. You'll be in the best position possible. Come your rookie draft day to dominate your rookie draft day. Get to dinosaurs.com. Check it out today. We're going to be back next week. Talking Tight ends, Ooh. which means you got to start doing some squats. Got to get it in. Got to tighten it up. And guess who we're talking about? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Listen, I'll say this what? before we leave. We talked about my for sure thing is one, two, three, right? Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. If you're super flex tight end premium and you took Kyle Pitts at one, four, I have no problem with that whatsoever. None whatsoever. I that get it. Kid, that kid is a stud. He's fun. Yeah, we'll talk about him next week, though. Can't wait to dig in. See you next week, nerd. Adios.